Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good evening. Welcome in. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kyler. We've got Therese Paler alongside me tonight. If you want to get involved in the show, the Protein LZ with the Purpose text line is... 69306. You can always hit us up on Twitter as well. I'm at BK Sports Talk. He's at Therese Paler. Therese, how was the game last night, my friend? Uh, interesting, interesting game. Uh, no Patrick Mahomes. They were in the mix, though. Uh, really good effort from Chiefs fans. A lot of Green Bay fans there, too. Interesting environment, I will uh, say. The uh, Packers invaded a little bit. The Packers play at um, the Chargers this year. Is that that's coming up next weekend? Over under eighty percent Packers huh. fans at that game. Oh, I'm, yeah, over. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna invade that place. I mean, if you can come in Arrowhead and a night game and get tickets, even without Mahomes, I mean, they're gonna dominate that. I mean, that's gonna be incredible. So we got a lot to get into today. We've got the give and take from Andy Reid. We'll get into that momentarily. The defense. We got to talk about them coming up here in just about fifteen minutes. And. There's been a lot of trade buzz today. I want to get the latest from Therese. We'll get into that coming up at 630. But let's start with Andy Reid. Because I thought last night we saw everything that you could possibly love about Andy Reid. Like everything that's great about him, Mm -hmm. it was all on display. Matt Moore looked like a top 10 quarterback. The defense was playing pretty well. Everything looked great for about 54 minutes. And then Therese. And the last five minutes, everything got thrown to the wolves. Like anything that you, anybody that you talk to that says something negative about Andy Reid, it's always the same. It's something with clock management. It's too conservative in sp- certain spots. It's he doesn't run the ball enough. And last night, when they had an opportunity to really go for it, playing with house money, fourth and three at their own 40, they decide to punt the ball. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I. The defense was playing well. I would have gone for it, but I have no idea. Um, look, Andy is gonna gonna go based on yeah. He's mentioned that he's using a gut feel kind of thing here, right? So, um, you know, he said, "Listen, uh, defense was playing pretty well. He wanted to he wanted to kind of keep that going that way." But it wasn't. It wasn't well, playing don't well. Don't put me in the position of having to defend it. I don't think that was the right move. Sure. I, I think you run the ball. I, I mean, not run the ball. I think you go for it. I think you go for it. At the end of the day, you played so well all day. <laughs> you know, you're in this position you probably shouldn't be in. Okay? Absolutely. Five minutes left. You're going to get a ball to Aaron Rodgers. We know how this guy is. He was balling all day for the most part. Um, it, it's a decision that's going to be second-guessed. That has been. Is worthy of that. Like this, this isn't Andy's first, you know, first trip to the rodeo. He gets it right. He gets that part of it. But you hope that if you get in that situation again, uh, you know, maybe you'd be a little bit more aggressive. The problem is though that I love Andy. I want to get this out in front, and I, I want to say how great he was last night. We'll get we'll get into that here in a minute. But 
I thought this was a really bad moment for him. I thought it was a really bad moment for Andy Reid because he, he talks about how the defense was one of the reasons why he made this decision. Here's what the Packers did, the drives in the second half prior to him making this decision. 15 plays, 72 yards, results in a field goal. Five plays, 27 yards, results in a touchdown. The next drive, two plays, 75 yards, big-time touchdown. Then the Chiefs punt it to them. They drain out the clock, 11 plays, 36 yards, game's over. Chiefs don't see the ball after they punt it to the Packers. I just, I, I can't think of any sort of rationale that would make sense. And if the only thing he can come up with is it was a gut feel thing, you know, the momentum, like all of these different cliches that are going into it. And I'm sure there's more that his, Andy's too good of a coach for there not to be something more that goes into the decision than that. But get somebody that's played Madden for 10 years and just have them make these decisions for you. Like there's gotta be a better process that goes on here. Therese. There's gotta be right. I think it was a mistake. And I think that I think most people would agree that he, he made the wrong choice there. Um, I, I don't know what, you know, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know like what you like want me. Like I, I don't have anything for you on it. I'm in the okay. boat with you. Okay. I, I go for it, right? I just look, your defense is giving you the chance here that you probably didn't think you deserve. You're facing a better football team. You you go for it. Like it is what it is. Um I I, I get like showing faith in your guys. Like I get that, you know, but it was a tired defense. Like guys were hurt, right? Front, your edge rushers heck some guys out. Like it was a tired defense. And then you got Aaron Rodgers. It was out there, and he's balling, and he he's got these running backs that can catch it and run it. It's you know I I was you know you're scared of the Green Bay offense, man. Like there's a reason to be scared of those guys. You know there was no I didn't have a whole lot of faith that uh, any of them third downs. You know they were going. It's just like it's Aaron Rodgers. Like that. It's just like Mahomes. Exactly. That's the thing. Like it's just like Mahomes. Like, think of how other teams feel when Mahomes has third. Like, you're just like, ah, it's third and 20. Mahomes still might get it, you know? I was so just it's just like, like, come on, man. I just, I don't, it's it's, a, it's just a situation where I get it, man. Like, I feel like if people wanted to be critical about that, I think that's okay. I, I'll i throw a question back to you, though, because you've been producing the show um, before this one. Uh, where are people at on this locally? Is it about split? What were people saying on the phone line? It's split. Like, it, it, it depends where you are on the Chiefs right now, right? Like, there are some people that simply say, you had Matt Moore in there, you got to trust the defense to go make a play, and they weren't able to make a play. Like, there are other people that are more on my side of things, where it's like, listen, like, it, this is kind of how I think about a lot of these decisions. If I'm Matt LaFleur and Andy brings out Dustin Colquitt, like, hell yeah, man. Yeah. Let's go win the game with Aaron Rodgers who's coming out here. Like, I, I just, they did exactly what I would want them to do if I was the Packers head coach. And so if I'm Andy Reid, don't make that decision you know, that would make the other team the happiest. And I would think about this another way, too. Like, if they went for it and they didn't get it, like, how much complaining would we hear about it? I, I don't feel like we'd hear a ton. Like, I feel like people would kind of be like, all right, you know, they're not supposed to be in this situation anyway. If you get the first down, like, the benefit of it is not only do you keep the ball, you keep Rodgers off the field, and if you do end up scoring, you're giving him less time to work with. So, um, yeah, I, hey, listen, man, I'm with you. I get it, man. I And, and fans, whether you come out on any way on it, I, I think the thing you hope is that if they find themselves in this situation again, it's 15 out there, and that decision's probably a little easier. So let's talk about the good. 
Because there was a lot of good to talk about from last night's game. Matt Moore was great. The offense looked really good for most of the night. Travis Kelsey was involved. <laughs> Tyreek Hill was involved. I left you hanging on your first question. You were like, what is he doing? I'm like, I don't know. I, 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 I looked at you, and I was like, uh, and I asked like a, a strange <laughs> no, question here. I was, I was like, just like. I thought it was pretty simple. No, like, I was just like. Do it? And you're like. I don't. I got nothing for you I'm, here. Hey, listen, like, I, I, look, I, look, I'm a football theorist, okay? Like, I'm a fo- I like to talk football theory. And I guess, like, okay, all right, let me get at a good faith effort. My hunch is that if you're in the regular season, and again, I wouldn't do this, but my hunch is that if you're in the regular season, you coach as long as him, some, there might be a tangible benefit to being in a situation like that, like showing your defensive coordinator those defensive players that, like, you believe in them. Like, maybe that's something that you put, like, in their head. Like, oh, man, coach actually believes in us. And it gets them to, like, stay invested. That's the best I can come up with. I still would go for it. It ain't good enough. But, but, I'd, but. Listen, I, <laughs> I'm with that's you. better than anything you've heard today. Absolutely. I absolutely. will tell you that. I don't know what you guys have been debating <laughs> for the last four hours, but that's better than anything you heard today. The way that we put it earlier is basically Andy Reid is, like, a really great girlfriend. That has a flaw and it needs to be corrected, but there's just sometimes you're just gonna live with it, right? Andy makes some weird, puzzling decisions. It's like your girlfriend, if she does everything well, she does all of the difficult things, she's an amazing cook, it, she, she takes you on these unbelievable trips, she just can't quite get the clothes into the hamper. Like, for whatever reason, when you get home, the clothes aren't going in the hamper at the end of the day. And you live with it. You live with those things that are a little bit of a flaw and you move forward with your life because most of what you've got in your life is good. Most of what you get from Andy Reid is really yeah. good. And I, sometimes I, you just have these things. I would definitely say that 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 example goes both ways too, right? Like if you're a guy and you do a lot of good things, but you're a little messy, like that goes <laughs> exactly. both ways. Exactly. Uh, let's make sure we um, uh yeah, I, the bottom line is this. I, I tell you this. Like, this is real, right? Like, the only coach out there that's not that doesn't, like, have a ward on you that's pretty significant is Bill Belichick. There's not going to be something. Like, you're not going to knock Bill Belichick. The coaches without, like, a major ward, man, it's, it's few and far between. The reason this particular one's frustrating with Andy is because it's, it's been an issue for him in the past. And I will, to be fair, this I covered him since he's been here. We haven't talked a lot about his game management since he's gotten here. Nowhere close to what it was in Philly. So when it comes back up, it's just like, how about this, since we want to use relationships. It's like arguments. You know, like early in a relationship, you might have an argument about something, and, like, you fix it, and it goes away. But if the same thing comes back, it's still kind of inflamed a little bit, right? Um, Andy's actually made some pretty good strides in this area, but it's just because he's got the reputation for it. It's because you've got, like, some, there was some egregious stuff in Philly that, like, people, you get the reputation for it. You can't change minds, right? So, again, you just hope that, you know, he ends up in that situation. The decision's made, because I think if one fires back there, he does it. He's Therese Paler. I'm Brandon Kylie. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. You guys can get involved. The Protein House to Eat With a Purpose text line is 69306. We will get to some of your questions coming up later on here in the show. I want to ask Therese Paler about moral victories in the NFL because I think last night certainly was one for the Chiefs in my mind. And it seems to me like this defense is finally starting to develop a clear identity. Now, that comes with some other issues, but Mm -hmm. they have an identity. We'll get into that coming up. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. The Therese Paler Show, 610 Sports Radio. 
Welcome back to the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kiley. He is Therese Paler, one of the best NFL writers in the country. You guys can get involved in the show. The protein I'll see with the purpose text line is 69306. Please do. We'll Please get do. some of your questions coming up here at about 645 or so. All right. I haven't asked you this question before. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. What's your stance on moral victories in the NFL? They definitely exist in college football. They oh, definitely, definitely exist in high school football. What's yeah. your stance on moral victories in the NFL? Well, I I worked a locker room for a long time. I think I think they're real. Like the pro, the culture in the NFL is that you can't like admit it, but like you do notice like a different vibe around a team after they play well, if they've been down, even if they lost. Like the trust me when I tell you, man. Like the waves and stuff, and how like. Like the the vibe of a room and the general sense of like how things are going, it really does go up and down depending on how well they played. So like, you know, you could be a bad team, but if you play well and have a respectable showing against a good team, it's not as embarrassing. You it really does matter. So last night for me, I came away more encouraged about the Chiefs than coming into the game. I felt like going into the game, this is a game that Given the personnel, given the injuries, given the situation that the Chiefs currently find themselves in, you're without your quarterback, you're without your two best defensive linemen, and then lost Alex Okafor later in the Mm -hmm. game as well. You're without one of your starting corners. You're without, like, so many pieces Mm -hmm. that it seems outlandish for me to even suggest that you could have a chance to win this game. Right. And then they had an opportunity. With five minutes to go, they were right in the football game. Like, I felt coming out of that game better about the Chiefs in 2019 than I did coming into the football game. Okay, I'm glad you said that. I think that's really smart. I'd agree with that. And I, I'd, I'd add this caveat because we'll talk about trade stuff a little Absolutely. bit later. I felt like if you wanted to make a move after the way they played in that game, you could make a defense for it, right? Like, I thought that game was about showing that this is a team kind of worth adding something to. And we'll talk about that later. You know, you you got that. But, like, I feel like the defense, they stepped up. These guys, everyone that that kind of been leaning on Pat to kind of take care of stuff, these guys really stepped up. So, like, I'm with you, man. Like, I felt like if you're a Chiefs fan, it's you know, it stinks to lose. I get that. But I actually would come out of that feeling just like you. Like, I thought that team played really well considering the circumstances. I also felt like you mentioned the defense. One thing I loved about what we've seen the last two weeks. Yes. I think we're starting to see an identity. Thank God. You know what? We might give up some big plays. That's the fine. running back, like man on man with a linebacker, that's going to be a problem. There are still issues with the defense. <laughs> but they had nine sacks last week. They had five sacks this week against Aaron Rodgers. Here's a stat that I loved. Damian Wilson was the only Chiefs linebacker with a hit on the quarterback in the first six weeks of the season. Yep. One hit on the quarterback. Yep. In the last two weeks... Damian Wilson, Anthony Hitchens, and Reggie Ragland have combined for four sacks and six quarterback That's hits. fantastic. Just blitz the hell out of the quarterback and see what happens. At least you're attacking now. I love what Steve Spagnuolo's done with the defense you, last two weeks. You know I like it. You know we like it. Because we talked about this three mm-hmm. weeks ago. Like, remember we talked about it? We said, you know what? <laughs> I think we'd be okay if they just get more aggressive downhill and they just stop taking it, taking it, like just... Please deliver the blow to somebody downhill. Like, please. And they've really been doing that. Um, you know, that, that's that been fun to watch. And I think it's important that we remember this because at some point the, the negative to this is that, um, you know, they're going to catch you in some stuff. And that's fine. You're going to give up some big runs. You had one a couple weeks ago. This should have been a big run. You had a, a, a lucky tackle. When it comes, when the big, when the big plays hit you, 
um, you know, just deal with it. Because, but I would agree if I, if you're gonna go down the way what the the Chiefs fans have watched this team lose with run defense so long a certain way. If they're getting beat downhill, like you could handle it. it's like all right, you play with fire, that's fine. But we could just gotta see something different. I just I wanted the defense to match the offense. The Chiefs' mm. offense is vertical. It's aggressive. It's we're getting the ball into the playmakers' hands. We're finding ways to. We are going to dictate the way that the defense has to play. You have to match up with us, not the other way around. The defense now is attacking. They are now saying, listen, this is who we are, and we are going to bring our game to you. You can determine what you're going to do based on what we are bringing to the game plan. And I love it from Spags. Okay, I got a question for you. Absolutely. All right. So... The flip side to that is, like, sometimes if you're, like, super aggressive on both sides of the ball, because, you know, we talked about Chiefs are going to throw the ball. And I actually want to talk about that real quick. Let's like, do it, yeah. The Chiefs, I think you had a tweet, like, I think yesterday that mm-hmm. I think was really smart. You said if if they didn't run it in that game, like, this is who this team's going to be. They're going, And I think there's something to that because they have an identity offensively. Yep. They're going to throw the football. They're going to widen the field, and they're going to – push you vertically that's who this football team is now okay fine that's who they are they're committed to it no matter who's that quarterback that's fine but understand this if you're going to play offense that way and then you play defense that way with the aggressive and the downhill stuff when everything's going great you are going to kick people's tails like you are going to blow someone out but every once in a while the game's going to come where you take that where you're going to lose 45-14. And my question to you and some of our listeners out there, are you willing to live with that, knowing that that game, that ugly butt-kicking game will come if you live that way? It's the same reason I'm willing to live with them not getting the fourth and three. Okay. Same reason. It's the same mindset. The, the, The mindset is, I'm fine with going down firing, right? Like, I'm fine with if you brought that to the table, you're blitzing. You know that this is your best chance to create some negative plays. You try to get some sacks. You force some fumbles. You get maybe an interception. You're creating havoc on the opposing quarterback. Sometimes it ain't going to work, and it's going to go for a 70-yard touchdown behind you. That's fine. I'm sick of seeing the 14-play, 65-yard. <laughs> We're just going to keep on taking it as they matriculate the ball down it's the just, field, 1950s style. Death by I'm paper done. cuts. You're finished with it. I got Get Patrick <laughs> Mahomes back on the field. Whether that be a fumble yeah, I or know. a I got 70-yard it. touchdown, that's fine. Just, you're Let's ready play for it. That like, way. Okay, but I, I just wanted to bring up, like, because I'm with it. Like, I there is a negative aspect right. to I just this. wanted There's to no make doubt. sure we recognize it. Let's get it on the record. This is Because, like, if they lose – Low key, Tennessee's actually kind of playing okay right now. Yeah, so, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, no, no, listen. <laughs> You're not no, wrong. I'm just saying, can you believe it? Right? Like, their it's defense absurd. is. Dude, their defense is actually kind of. So, it's good. H- how about this? All right. What happens I if. Don't, I never want to play the Titans. <laughs> I, 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 I'm more afraid of the Titans than you just 90% had it. of NFL teams. Yeah, I would rather I play the Saints than the Titans <laughs> tomorrow. You know what did it is that. The, the what the four progress Derek Johnson's just like I'm sorry guys but it's just like how Did you see their four progress how? call this week <laughs> they got another one because the Titans having one just wasn't it's enough just for like, them so it's just like okay um I get it I get it 
Um, and I'm actually going to remember that. I never want to face the Titans. That's actually hilarious. You're done. Uh, but but no, like just understand. It, what happens if that butt-kicking game comes against the Titans and you play this way? Are you still going to – you're going to still be on the same hill? It's a mentality. Okay. I, I right. If this is the Chiefs' side defense, and I, if this is their identity – and I hope that it is. I question if it is because they didn't come out with it against the Packers. The first few drives, they didn't show that. It That's looked right. like it was a new game plan that was different than what they did against the, the the Broncos. It didn't work. And one thing that I love about Spags is, okay, this isn't working. Let's find something There's some that adjustments will. made, right? There was an actual in-game adjustment against the Packers. And the new thing that they tried worked for about mm -hmm. a half. Yep. It stopped working into mm -hmm. the second half. But for about a half, it worked against them. So... I, I'm interested in seeing if it can continue working that way. Like you said, there are going to be games when it doesn't work, but everything that the Chiefs have tried hasn't worked. And so I'm interested in at least seeing negative plays created by the defense. Yeah, and that, that's what this is. That's does. fun, right? Like these guys, you know, they're big and they're athletic. Like they look pretty good on the hoof. Like let's see them going downhill a little bit, you know? And, and you know what? One thing I'll say, one of the reasons that I'm like, hey, let's mix in some run passes, some runs, is because I, I talked a lot about the mentality that gives offensive linemen how it gives them confidence. Guess what? When you blitz a little bit and you let defensive players get after it, they kind of get the same deal. That's a real thing. So I I'm all for the aggressive mentality. They had a pass rush yesterday with a defensive line that included former NFL bust Emmanuel Ogba, Tano yeah. Passigno, who Chiefs fans used to think was a bust, a third-round pick who rookies what? Yeah. Rookies what? They, you they you know what I say. They generally do. Now, and Colin Saunders was awesome yesterday. I I'm going to tell you something. My juice guy, Colin Saunders. He was a juice guy. I seeing him chase down Aaron Rodgers. He was flying bro, through the air. Bro, <laughs> it was amazing. Bro. When rookies like flash like that, you know what? I'll, I I gotta. I, I'm gonna give you another saying here. You know, and this is a Bill Parcellsism, so I'm getting this from him. But it's like, if a dog's got bite, they're gonna bite as a pup now. So I want to see the rookies when the rookies are showing some flashes. That's a good thing because typically we can go a whole year without seeing a rookie flash for real. So Colin Saunders doing this as a down lineman, you know, as a rookie, I can't wait to see what it looks like in a couple years. I'm in. And they got a pass rush out of those dudes yesterday. Right. So if you're able to do that with that mentality, let's also, see this moving forward with my, Frank Clark and Alex Okafor and adding Chris Jones into the and mix. And keep them like, in the mix. Like, rotate these guys, you know. Mm. And, hey, listen, my contract year is undefeated guy, Ogbo boy. He, <laughs> he is, he is, he's feeling it, right? Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, like number 90. It's like, wow, you know, these guys are getting after it. It was a lot of fun to watch. Like, it didn't result. It, it's the most fun I've had watching a game this year, I think, because it was just really? all so unexpected. It was just, I thought the Chiefs were going to lose that game by 14 points, and it. I thought early on they were going to lose the game by two touchdowns, and then they found found a way to get back into it. It was just, man, for about 40 minutes of that game, that's as much fun as you can have watching a game because your team has no business being in it and they found a way to do it. It was awesome. Oh, you know what else adds to that too? There's no expectations. Like you guys are walking in there. You're just like, you know, and I say you guys because you grew up here. It's just Absolutely. like, you know, hey, listen, <laughs> you know, we're not expecting to win this game. We just want to see some good football, you know. Um, hey, it's Sunday night. Don't embarrass us on national TV. Like, and they, they <laughs> you know what it was, man? 
they actually outperformed expectations in a year where that was going to be really difficult to do in any single game because of what they accomplished last year. It's kind of a cool thing, right? Because it's been a long time since I feel like we've seen a game where they've actually outperformed the expectations. It was a ton of fun to watch. It's as much fun as I've had since probably the second quarter against the Raiders. That was probably the last time that I had that much fun watching a Chiefs game. Coming up, you know what else is a lot of fun? Watching your team improve at the trade deadline. Will the Chiefs do it this <laughs> yes. year? We'll find out with Therese Paler next. It's the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. The Therese Paler Show, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. I am Brandon Kylie. He is Therese Paler. He's one of the best NFL writers and reporters in the country. You can follow him on Twitter at Therese Paler. All right. I have been very down on the NFL trade deadline until the last 24 hours. I, I was of the opinion nothing yeah. was coming. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I saw a report today from Albert Breer, our friend. And he was like, hey, if you need a corner, yeah. this is the deadline for you. I was like, I'm back in. Yeah, Let's back do in. this. Therese, I've seen Akeem Tlaib's name mentioned. Josh Norman, who stinks now, but... I like you Josh Norman. That. Trust me, you don't want that. He's, he's been terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, who, he's like, getting, been getting roasted all year. It's, it's, it's a little, it's a little scandricky. Like you don't want it. Just trust me. Oh, uh, we were talking about it on the show earlier today, and Sean was like, "Hey, is, is Norman any good?" I was like, "Your corners, like all of them, are probably better than Norman." But <laughs> I really yeah. like Josh Norman, the personality. So yeah, I'm interested pretty, in covering him. Yeah. Um, Janoris oh. Jenkins has been mentioned. Darius Slay. Yeah. Your guy from the Lions has yeah. now been mentioned, who has another year on his contract after this year and is reasonably priced. All right, Therese, I'm going to open this up to you. Yep. Let's start with the corners that have been reported. Any of these make sense for the Chiefs, and do you expect them to actually pursue any of these guys? Slay makes <laughs> sense. I like Tlaib. I'm a Tlaib guy. Just count me in for the Tlaib experience. Not just because I can do Tlaib impressions. I'm just I'm all in on the Tlaib experience. Could be the best Tlaib ex- that, no. impression. Is, see, How, you, what would Tlaib say whenever he gets to Kansas City and he meets Patrick Mahomes, his new teammate? You know, it's great to be here with Patrick Mahomes, a new quarterback, man. Uh, you know, he's a great quarterback. <laughs> I love you know love watching him play. Uh, put me on the spot, but it, it, I love that. Uh, was but, very good. But it, it's very. <laughs> if BK has a chain on, he's got to rip it off. Yeah. <laughs> Reach over to his desk and take his chain. I think that's that nasty chain be from him. Better not be doing that to Mahomes. That's all I Oh, I know. He Here's the thing. Be doing that to Mahomes. Oh, I'm glad you said that because guess what? Akeem Tlaib, I've talked to him before about Mahomes. He really respects and likes Mahomes. So, like, that's not a problem. So, yeah, just look. Count me in on the Tlaib experience. But, look, I know everybody wants Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of reports out there about Detroit, like, listening. My understanding is Detroit's not shopping him. Unless something changed, so like my understanding, like last week, he wasn't coming up until it's like Darius Slay's not available, and then toward the end of the week, he had that outburst about the Quandre Diggs trade. Good so, on you, Lions. Right. Keep trading good players. <laughs> so, 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 no, no, not good on you, Lions. <laughs> so, so something would have had to change there, but I don't think anything did. Now, are people calling? And could you make like a crazy offer for him, and they would take it? Yeah, because they're they're taking the Patriot model of we're going to go for value. We're trying to take the, like, emotions out of it. And, and, and really, my point is 90% of players are available for the right number. 
I think Slay falls in at ninety percent. So like, don't like get your hopes up there. And, well, this is you, very disappointing. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is all, this is well, all very I, disappointing. To I, hear. I don't think there's a lot out. There. I don't expect anything to happen unless something changes tomorrow. So let me put it a different way. If I told you, <laughs> you want you want your answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was not the answer I was looking for. So we're gonna try something new. Let's see if we can get the new answer right, that I'm looking for. All right. Say the Chiefs floated a first round pick for Darius Slay. Is that what we're talking about, or are we saying like? The asking price is so outrageous that the Chiefs wouldn't be able and okay. willing to meet it. Let's talk football theory. Sure. I don't know the answer to what the Lions want for Slay, but I'm pretty good on gauging values for what. Because remember, the day this Jalen Ramsey stuff said, I said two first-round picks. That's so if I'm the Chiefs, if I could get Darius Slay for first, I would do it. I, I think it would take more than that, though. Like, Darius Slay's 28 years old. He's got ball skills. He's a good corner. Um, he's a guy that I feel like it would take that plus maybe a third or a so. But but there's a very clear difference between him and Jalen. Jalen's 25 years old. Jalen hasn't played his best football yet. You know, 28. You know, as good as Slay is, big play Slay. I love. So my my hunch is, you know. A team would willingly give up a first for Darius Slade, but if I'm Detroit, why would I do that? I would need a first. I would need another high top 100 asset. So, Akeem Talib was the other name you mentioned because that was a bad answer on Slade. Like, it was a good answer on <laughs> no, Slade. No, but you don't want to hear it. Was I, the wrong answer all right, for what I got it. For. So, let, let's try <laughs> let's this try one Tlaib. more time. Um, Akeem Talib. I'm really interested in what he would require because he's hurt right now. Probably yeah. not going to be playing for you in the near future. D- definitely not because he's on uh, IR. Uh. He's on the last year of his deal, so there's a lot of teams that immediately hurt last year of his deal, we're yeah. out. A lot of teams are not going to be trading for him. But the Chiefs are interested in winning a Super Bowl. And so if he's a player that can help you come in and win a Super Bowl, let's say he gets in week 16 or something, plays the last couple of weeks, gets himself right for the postseason, and then he's able to help you then, what kind of – you're very good at the value thing. What kind of value do you think that would require in terms of draft pick capital? Probably conditional mid-round pick. Well, let's do might- it. Well, here's the thing, right? Because you might get him for three games. You might get him for four games. He's got to be a locker room fit. He's a little banged up. Like, I just, I don't think you'd have to surrender a lot. But I want to be careful here because, like, you know, CDOT don't like when I, like, couch stuff so much. But, like, <laughs> CDOT got to understand, man. Like, people, like, aggregate me when I – Because, like, you know, like, there's, like, a 25% chance, like, if I answer this wrong, so there's going to be a post somewhere. Therese Paler is not reporting this, but Brandon <laughs> Kylie can exclusively report that the Chiefs can get Aqib Tlaib for a third-round pick. Thank you. Maybe a conditional third-round pick. I, I need if they you go to, to the Super Bowl, they can do the fourth. I and I, then it becomes a third. Right, I need you to jump in front of this for me. I, and listen. the Chiefs need to do that. If he's available, <laughs> the Chiefs need to go do that today. But but I'm saying at this moment, I'm I'm not, like, expecting something. Now, it can change. But at the moment, unless something changes, like, and, you know, deadlines make deals, sure. But I just, I'm not getting the sense there's a whole lot going on as far as the phone lines just being really hot. Do they know how much they're going to be crushed by Chiefs fans if one of these corners... <laughs> gets traded, and it is then reported that they either weren't in the mix mm-hmm. or that they were like, eh, no, a little too rich for our blood. And, yeah, I don't know. and, and if the Chiefs are the, like, let's say, for instance, Darius Slay gets traded for a first. If it's a steal, if it's a steal, like if it's a, get crushed, Even if right? it's reasonable. 
Like oh, really? Akeem Talib for a mid-round pick. I think they're yeah. going to get crushed. Yeah. Darius Slay for a first-round pick, let's say, to the Patriots. Like, it's not going to be the Patriots, Ooh. but to the Patriots where, like, you can beat that first potentially. It's at least reasonable yeah. to think that. That's probably That's true. where they're going to get crushed. I think if Talib gets moved for the mid-round pick, I, I totally feel like Chiefs fans be like, come on, man. Like, what, what can we do here? But, but, but to be fair, like, let's, you know, football theory. Are you more concerned about the corners right now or cover linebacker? Yes. <laughs> Both. <laughs> um, like, Dust is laughing in the back. <laughs> like, I think if, let's say you add Tlaib and Tlaib becomes Tlaib again, right? Yeah. Because he was good before the injuries, yeah. and he has been good the entire time he's been with the Rams. I think some people have a misconception as to what he's been. He's been really good with them. If you add that, if you add Darius Slay, you add a really good corner to the outside. You've said this a lot, Therese. Like, it changes what you're able to it do does. with your linebackers. If a cover linebacker that can do things becomes yeah. available, I'm in. Like, yeah. sign me up. But I haven't seen anything reported. Yeah, and maybe you've got something tough. for me on that. No. I've just, I haven't seen any linebackers that could be available. My, my thing is that I just, I, I feel like the Chiefs corners, like, are, have at least been competitive recently. I just, and it, the the run defense being better or at least competitive, it 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 makes you think a little bit about making sure you don't give up too much. If it's something reasonable, like okay, but but okay, how about this? Here's the deal. The picks are gonna start mattering here pretty soon. Like we've talked about this. Yep. Like Veach's 2019 class is looking pretty interesting, right? It's looking pretty spunky right now, right? Like it's, 2018 class yeah. looks terrible, right? But if you but look 2019 at the 2018 looks really, and 2019 yeah. together as like a big it's about, class, it's been solid, right? So it's been solid, right? So like with 2019 coming on, you're kind of gonna want these picks and the Mahomes contract coming, um, whether they sign Chris Jones or trade him, they're gonna do something with that money. So, like, the money, you're going to need, no matter what, you're going to need the cost control talent. And the fourth round, you know, the third round, these are good places to get players if you can really, if, if they can really scout them. I can see you just started to, <laughs> just, no, just, let, just like, let, I'm going to let you finish. This, I'm going to let you finish. I just want, like, I can see you as a Chiefs <laughs> fan. It's just like, oh, my God. You were doing the Nini, uh, the Nini <laughs> dip, where it's like, <laughs> just, right, just, right. We got this. Right. No, I, I understand. To to leave for like a f- conditional fifth would be really hard to kind of swallow. That'd yeah. be tough. That'd be really. What if it's to leave for a conditional fourth? Yeah, conditional See, third, think, dude. I, like, oh, really? You would yes. go up to a third for that? I'm gonna, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go up to a third. I'm gonna tell Therese Paler why I would. And I want to ask him about, you know, the Patrick Mahomes injury. I guess we should probably talk about that at some point today. So we'll get into that coming up on the other side. And why I really want the Chiefs to add good players at the deadline. We'll do it all coming up. It is is not the drive. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. The Therese Paler Show, 610 Sports Radio. All right, we have so much to get to. We got like 10 minutes to do. It's the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kiley. He's the one and only, the amazing Therese Paler. Going into break, I said I'm going to explain why I really want the I Chiefs want to, hear to make this. a trade. Let's go. You're a Lions fan. You grew up in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Never seen your team win nope. anything meaningful. No, nope. I was I was seven when they won their last playoff game. Yep. So that's even worse than here. Yep. 
like that. That's thirty-five. About. So, now, so you yeah. you understand you understand the futility of being. Right, I got it. Listen, I'm we're we're basically brothers. Do you know what facility. I would give to win a Super Bowl? Oh God! To watch my what? team win a Super Bowl. And so when you're sitting here and you're telling <laughs> me, and I totally understand everything that you're saying is reasonable. Yeah, I don't know about a third round pick, maybe a fourth for Talib. If Talib improves their chances of winning a Super Bowl by 10%, then go trade the third round pick. Like, mm. I understand the team building philosophy of it's mm. not great in the long term. That's a you lot. Need these picks. I totally get what you're saying, and you're not necessarily wrong, but I've also watched. I'm not. I've watched for 20 years, 30 mm. years really now. The Packers have Brett Favre and have Aaron Rodgers, and come out of it with two Super Bowl victories because they view everything through the long game. I want to see my team win a Super Bowl. I think they have a real shot to do so this year. I think the Patriots, while amazing defensively, have real issues that are tangible on offense. And whatever it would take for them to have the best possible chance to do so this year, I'm in favor of them making that move right now, as long as it's within reason. And so that's where I'm coming from, Therese. Part of it is from a fan's perspective of, I just want to see my team win a Super Bowl. I respect and it. And part of it is, Listen, figure out the rest moving forward. I, You've got a lot of flexibility. Do, do you know what I would give to have drafted Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> like, are you kidding? Like, so so to, believe me, I understand it. I got it. Um, I just, I want you to ans- ask yourself this. Here's one thing. Here. Mm-hmm. He is in the last year of his deal. So For all intents and purposes. Right, right. So you're going to let them basically, either you're going to sign them to, a, to extra money. Of course. Um, or you're going to let them walk and maybe get a comp pick later, regardless. You know, he's a, you know, he's oh, a 33 year old. Talib. Sorry, yeah, Talib. I, thought, I thought you were talking about Mahomes. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. you're not letting him walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a. I don't know what you're- yeah, Talib. Oh God, no! Are you kidding? <laughs> like, no, not wait, only, not, not only do you not, no, path. not no. only, <laughs> no. not only do you not let him walk away, you also like pay him the most money guaranteed ever. Yes, um, so, get that one done. So Talib, thirty-three, right? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself this one question, and this is this is going to be difficult for you to refute here. Do you think Bill Belichick would give up a third-round pick? For he just gave up Akeem a second Talib? for Mohamed Sanu. No, for Akeem Talib. Come on. Like, I need you to come on. Come back to me now. Uh, honestly, if he didn't have the defense that he does now, I think the answer is yes. There's a big difference. Like, trust me. Like, trust me. Sanu's like 30. He's got another year on his deal at a pretty manageable number. He's three years younger than Tlaib. The offense, it, it's a second. Like, I get it. But Sanu, at this point in his career, there's more cost control certainty. And you know, peerless character. Peerless. Former teammate at Rutgers with a lot of pats. Trust me. That get it. Would Belichick give up a third-round pick for Aqib Tlaib with 33-year-old Aqib Tlaib in the last year of his deal with maybe three games who can play for you? Totally fair. My retort? You didn't answer it. Maybe not. I I think... (laughs) Come on. My my answer is still yes. Dust is like Dust is like. Eh. Okay, so but but I get it. Anybody who tries to build the Patriots way has uh, failed, has failed. And so at some point, what 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 did the Eagles do? What did the Rams do? Like you got to get aggressive to try to go for it eventually. And I think the Chiefs are in the spot right now to go for it. Here, you would have. I think I think this 
it would be difficult for me to refute this if you just knocked it back to a fourth. I'm not crazy about getting up, giving up a Let fourth. Let me put it in a different way. So, Let me so say, go, go to a fourth, and let's have fourth? the conversation. But if they go to the Super Bowl, you get a third. It's a fourth-round pick, but if the Chiefs advance to the Super Bowl, it's a third. I'm If the Chiefs go to a Super Bowl, uh, give them a first. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I got I'm it. I'm in. <laughs> I, I got it. So, okay. I want read off that list of fourth round picks for the Chiefs. Oh, I got to pull this up. Okay. I'll, I'll get this for you at this the end. Good. We'll get to a lot of okay, your questions okay. as well. My, my point is with the purpose text line six nine three zero six. If you got questions for Therese, we'll get to them coming up here in just a little bit. Let me just say this: I'm not going to ever buy into a fourth for a third. You're not going to convince me of that. If you want to do a fifth, push me up to a fourth. If Andy just was dead set on it, like okay, but that's still a lot because of this. So, but okay, that's just where I'm at. And last, I know where you're at. I want to know where people are at. Last question on the Chiefs before we get to around the NFL real quick, Therese. What's up, what, what's up with Patrick Mahomes? Is he, is he actually going to play this week there's in your a, opinion? There's a chance. There's a chance. It's going to depend on how he, how he rehabs this week, but that, that's, that's potentially in the cards. So we're going to have to see. By the way, yesterday Vegas put out odds for all the games. Yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs weren't on there. Yeah, so that's always, always follow the money. I, uh, I would just say play him this week. That's perfectly fine. Don't you dare put him on the field in Mexico. Oh, I'm fine with him playing. If he feels like he's ready this week, it's an NFL football field, go for it. It's it's at Arrowhead. I trust their grounds. Crowd. I think there's a lot of Chiefs fans. I, I have, I've talked to a lot of Chiefs fans that don't want any part of seeing him on that Mexico City turf at all. I'm out. All right, let's go around the NFL real quick. I've got a couple of questions for you, Therese, and then we want to get to the people. We'll yep. get to those coming up. The Protein LZ with the purpose text line is 69306. All right, the first one for you. Have you ever seen anything? Like the Bears focusing their entire offseason on a kicker only to watch that kicker that they chose, hand-selected after an offseason of focusing on it, miss the kick and miss the thing that they obsessed over all offseason. I feel bad for Nags, man. Like, some of this is like just the quarterback's just not good enough right now. Like, he's playing a role in developing them. But, like, that that pick is looking like Sam Bowie right now. And they're, tell me it's wrong. You're Watson, not. Mahomes... Like, uh, Clyde, Dre- <laughs> Clyde Drexler. I mean, it's you know Drexler. You know, uh, you know it, it's there. Like it, so it's brutal to watch right yeah, now. And I feel like in his answers, you could hear everything that you needed to know about his belief in in his quarterback. Next one for you: the Broncos and Raiders yesterday. I think the NFL tried to give the Chiefs and their fans a heart attack yesterday. Broncos looks like they're about to win until you know they didn't. The Raiders looks like they were about to win until, you know, sometimes that Deshaun Watson thing happens. And then the Chiefs looks like they had a chance to win until the fourth and three, and we know what happens there. What do you think of the Broncos and Raiders' performances yesterday? The Broncos are a mess. You know, <laughs> they're just, you know, we're, there's nothing to worry about here. Like, I, I come up with a different place every every week that they're planning on going to. You know, they're headed to Tahiti, okay? Three, oh, it's Tahiti. It's Tahiti. We've, <laughs> we've upgraded. <laughs> it's Tahiti. No more Acapulco. They're headed to Tahiti. Um... You know, I would say this. Oakland gets a lot. Like, John's done a nice job with this team. Like, the roster's limited, and they know who they are, though. They run the ball. He schemes it up pretty decently. Like they, they, John should be happy with the job he's done. He's done a nice job this year. All right, last thing as we go around the NFL before we get some questions from the people. Two young quarterbacks right now. Baker Mayfield and over out New York, your guy Sam Darnold. Yeah. Being ruined by cor- by coaches this season. Any chance we see two more for, uh, first-year coaches fired at the end of the season with Adam Gase and Freddie Kitchens? Because I think they both deserve it at this point. I mean, Kitchens is, is, is there. Like, it, 
two and five. Let me tell you something about Cleveland. With all like the bad news Browns, with like all their history of losing, that's not a market you want to start two and five in. Like the questions get real aggressive real quick. And New York's just the same way. So um, both those teams, both those coaches, like they're definitely on the hot seat. Like they're they're leading the pack there. You know, it um <laughs> since he looks a little overwhelmed too. But Mike Brown doesn't like to lose money, so yeah. that's safe. Um, and Brian Flores, like, we know what they're doing there. So he doesn't have, like, a fair hand. So, yeah, I think those are the two coaches. That it might it might be one and done. All right, let's get to some of the people questions, all right? All right They've got some big ones for you, Therese. Yeah, really? The first one for you. I haven't heard anything about Patrick Peterson. The Chiefs going to trade for him, Therese? Nope, we covered this already. <laughs> the, the Cardinals getting off to a respectable start somehow has completely screwed the Chiefs. They don't want to trade them. They're not going to trade them. I'm sorry. Protein LZ with the perfect sex line is 69306. Therese, do you think 9-7 and seven could win this division this year? Yeah, I do. I do. I think the Raiders have a ceiling of 8-8. Eight and eight. So, yeah, just get to 9-7. and seven. You got to play on wild card weekend, but um, that that's all it's going to take to win a very weak AFC West. Therese, do you think Brett Veach should get some credit for building a roster that is better than we all thought, especially the last two games with all of the injuries? It showed some really good roster depth and playmakers. All of the talent is out there. What do you think about that? Yeah, sure. I, you know, but he, 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 they all get a hand in that, right? Like Andy's done a nice job in certain ways. Um, but his, his 2019 draft class is, it's coming up. Like it just like, yeah, good class after 2018. So, um, very interested to see his third. Like I can't, I kind of can't wait to see what they do with these, these, these picks. I think that they'll have, and they have an opportunity to build around. They're going to need to hit on them because you're going to need the cheap labor. Therese, if Patrick Mahomes does come back this week, do you think he still has any shot of winning the MVP? Always. You never, you never bet against Mahomes, but, um, I think everybody, every Chiefs fan, like, you, you'd admit this. Like, every time he's going to get hit from here on out, especially if he comes back so quickly, you're going to be scared. Here's the list of fourth-rounders. You asked for it. This yeah. is what the Chiefs would be trading. Armani Watts, Jehu Chesson, Parker Anger, Eric Murray, Rameek Wilson, Dat, uh, Nico Johnson, Devin Wiley, Jaleel Brown, and Donald Washington. That's the last 10 years of Chiefs fourth-round draft. It ain't great, guys. Trade them all. No. <laughs> Go get a keep to leave. It's the Rez Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.